Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell. Remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WVB. And make sure you are following the next for 24-7, 365 coverage of women's basketball. I am here today for one reason and one reason only. And that is a Simone Augustus Appreciation Podcast. A little later on in the program... We're going to hear from Simone directly. I had a chance to talk to her, other members of the media as well, as she has made the decision to return to the Los Angeles Sparks for the 2021 season. And I'm going to let Simone get into greater detail as to how and why she did it. That was my first question for her that kicked off the entire exercise, which was, what brings you back? And I say that not because Simone Augustus wasn't great last year, not because Simone Augustus shouldn't have the opportunity to do whatever she wants. Simone Augustus, who could obviously be a coach, a college coach, she could do anything. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, I want to make sure to shout out our sponsors, betonline.ag. Bet online is the fastest way and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but NBA is here, college basketball, NHL in full swing. I am actively in conversations to ask them about expanding their women's sports betting as well. I'll let you know when there's news to share about that. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, a real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Also, don't forget, get that promo code locked on and get some bonus present. Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps promo code. Make sure you head to betonline.ag. So Simone Augustus, Simone Augustus is, this blows my mind, 36 years old. She'll be 37 on April 30th. Boy, it was good to see her. Not in person, unfortunately, but virtually. And she talked about a few things that you all get to hear from. She made the decision to return to the Sparks. I can report it was a training camp contract. Simone's not coming back to try and earn a lot of extra money. That's not how it works when you're signed on a training camp deal. Simone Augustus, SI for Women cover, champion many times over, eight-time All-Star, Olympian, four-time WNBA champion, Simone Augustus, one of the greats. Why is she coming back? Well, there's a couple of things in terms of her legacy that are still within reach. There's another chase for a championship, for one thing. For another, there's the ability to impart her wisdom onto her younger teammates. But 
let's not lose sight of the fact that Simone Augustus was damn good last year. Simone Augustus, age 36, had a true shooting percentage of 55%. How do you put that in context? Well, the good people at Basketball Reference help us. Shout out Basketball Reference. Love you guys. 36 and older. Best effective field goal percentage. Slightly different way of measuring it. Simone checked in at 54.5% on that. She is sixth all time, 36 and older. Among all seasons, 36 and older. There are 92 of them. 91, really. Our friend Nancy Lieberman's 92nd for her age 49, although technically 50. One game appearance with the Detroit Shock. But okay, so sixth of 91. Who's ahead of her? Sue Bird, 2020. Sue Bird, 2018. Tammy Jackson, 2000. Diana Tarazi, 2018. 2018 was special. We're going to talk about that season for a long time. And a Dawn Staley? Yeah. I don't know. wonder whatever happened to her. Age 36, 2006 with Houston. Yeah, Dawn's done a couple things since then. And then Simone, just ahead of Tina Thompson in 2012. Even ahead of Diana Taurasi in 2020 and Sue Bird in 2017. That's the caliber of player Simone Augustus was last year. Again, that's a big deal. Simone Augustus, a star of stars. What has she done in her career? Well, she's done a couple of things. She was Minnesota's go-to for years. The number one, two, and three option. Cheryl Reeve comes in, says, I want to build a championship team around you. It's going to have to happen in a couple of ways. Maya Moore gets drafted. Lindsey Whalen gets acquired in a trade. Rebecca Brunson gets added. Eventually, Sylvia Fowles. Simone Augustus bought in fully. That's the reason why they won four championships. As you did have someone like Simone Augustus sometimes be the third or fourth option. Somebody with number one option capability to this day. To this day. So Simone Augustus was then asked to do that again last year. To sublimate her offense in Derek Fisher's system. Surrounded by folks like Candace Parker. Chelsea Gray, obviously Nekard Wilmake. And she did it. Had the most productive season by win shares per 40 that she's had in several seasons. A rebirth for Simone Augustus. Nice way to go out. Nice way to end your career. Nope. Nope. Not ending her career. Not when her steal percentage was the highest it's been since 2009. Not when her turnover percentage of 6.6% is the lowest of her career. 36-year-old Simone Augustus made fewer mistakes and jumped into more passing lanes than almost any other Simone Augustus of her lifetime. Simone Augustus, you guys, has stuff left in the tank. She's got more to give, more to offer. Yeah, she could be a coach someday. She could be a broadcaster. 
Listen, you know, Simone, Simone to do whatever she wants. The future is bright for Simone Augustus. But all of us, we get some more Simone on the court. God willing, in the in the locker room post game, if everybody gets vaccinated and we can return to where we were. Someday we're going to look back and we're going to be talking about Simone after she's gone from the league. And the legacy there is enormous. So it is a big deal that Simone Augustus has given the gift to basketball of continuing to play. You should all be grateful. Basketball is better for having Simone Augustus around. And she's just not somebody to sit on the end of the bench. She can produce. She will speak up. Her voice will be heard. She said she didn't retire a spark, and she did not even say 2021 is her last year. We may have Simone around for a while. Simone is 23rd on the all-time list for win shares in the league right now. Now she got Dewana Bonner ahead of her and Elena Deladon just ahead of her. You'd certainly expect both of them to continue to increase their lead, just given the more regular role and the extent to which win shares is a counting stat. Candace Dupree, too, in 20th. She got three win shares ahead of Simone. But there's Becky Hammond. Simone's at 41.93. Becky Hammond, 19th, 44.94. Her old teammate, Rebecca Brunson, 48.56. Sure, Miss Rebecca Brunson, by the way. Doing great work as a broadcaster. Katie Douglas, 17th, 48.94. And Penny Taylor, 16th at 48.98. A few more years of Simone, playing at 36 games a year. We could get there. Dream the dream, stat nerds. I know I am. Simone Augustus, still with us, still playing. Let's listen to what she had to say. This is Howard Magdal for Lockdown Women's Basketball. Hey, Simone, good to chat with you, and congratulations. Hi, Howard, thank you. Um, My question is just kind of big picture. You have done everything it is possible to do in this game. You have accomplished everything. What is it that keeps you coming back, and what is it that keeps you driven to continue forward? Um, To be honest, I surprised myself a little bit last year. Um, You know, everything was based on my physical health and mental health. And, you know, having an opportunity to come into the Sparks really gave me the confidence and, and the determination to keep going again, being around great, great, a great staff, a great team, um, to, to, just be here again and help build on the foundation um, that they're starting here. New beginnings, uh, obviously. Um, I felt like I can help. And we had conversations about the possibility of me coming back um, with everything that was going on. And I said, look, if you guys come on for me, I would love to be here. And just to be here to give my knowledge, my wisdom, my work ethic, and, and everything that contributes to uh, building a, a championship culture here. I, if I could follow up on it, just – you know, you're obviously going to have a place on a team's roster as long as you want to have one. Have you thought beyond year to year? Has any of that thing changed, or is that still your plan kind of as you go forward? 
You know what? I'm just enjoying the the, the, the opportunity and the possibilities. Uh, to be honest, what I do know for sure is is that um, I will retire as a spark. You know, I will have fun with that with that situation. I'm just you know excited to be here um, and just thinking of the, the the opportunity to do that. Growing up watching Lisa Leslie, Nikki Teasley, Delisa Milton Jones, and players of that caliber that came through this organization, the things that they were able to do. You know, I just only hope to to represent, you know, them as well as this organization as well as I can and c- c- complete my journey, uh, you know, obviously through wearing the Los Angeles Sparks jersey. Thanks. Over to Miriam Swatton with the LA Daily News. And Simone, uh, welcome back. Um, <laughs> wondered, uh, what, what was it about your experience with the Sparks last year that, that you liked and, and that made you feel like it? Um, just everything, uh, the atmosphere, the environment, uh, just the warm and welcoming uh, staff and fans, you know, the love that I got coming here uh, was amazing. And then just being with the team, the work ethics, the, the, the way that they, we went about our business every day, the friendships that I made, uh, obviously, you see the, uh, the connection that me and Coop and me and Slim and Mecca, uh, Sydney Beast, you know, all of those players that, you know, made it fun for me every day. And not to mention, you know, as well as the staff. You know, having Coach Fisher and understanding, you know, him and being a player at one point in time at the highest level, understanding mental and physical uh, strains that, that we face every day and him being able to, like, make sure that we pay attention to that to be able to be at our highest production rate on the court really helped me feel confident, um, like I said before, in my ability to come back knowing that I had somebody and a staff and a crew that would help me be the best that I could possibly be uh, every given day. Any given day, um, no matter how much time I played or what I was able to give, I was going to be able to give the best that I had that day. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Miriam. We'll go over to Doug Feinberg with the Associated Press. Hey, Moan. Good to see you. How you doing? So it was part of the decision also just, I mean, last year you guys you chance to play in L.A. because of the, the bubble and the virus that hopefully this year you actually get a chance to play in Staples and in front of the fans in L.A. as opposed to potentially retired and, and not have that opportunity to speak. Yeah, of course. Uh, everybody wants to enjoy it, but a little bit of L.A. life, the culture here. Um, you know, even when I wasn't a player here, I just, just was one of the places that I love to come to and play and just enjoy the environment, the food, the weather, you know, the vibe of L.A. So obviously getting a chance to play in a Staples Center in front of the Sparks fans and being able to do something that I love. Uh, means a lot, so I definitely the bubble was great, but it wasn't it wasn't anything compared to what we know the Staples Center and being in LA is going to be like. Thanks, Simone. All right, Doug. I will go to Chris Haynes with the Yahoo Sports. Hey, Simone. Congrats on the deal. Um, Thank you. I want to ask you a lot of players when I talk about your peers that you play with, uh, a lot of talk to you, you know, they talk about you in kind of like player coach terms. Um, uh, you know, with that, with that being said, aspirations post, post your career, is that something you're, you're thinking about? Man, you're like the, the one millionth person, person that's brought up, um, coaching, um, 
really and truly, like, right now, I'm focused on, like, fashion. That's, like, a passion of mine right now. Uh, but I'm not dismissing the idea of coaching because I've heard it time and time again. So it must be something there that I don't see that other people do, especially the players around me. It's funny because Coop prior to, you know, me signing was like, well, are you coming back? And are you going to coach or are you going to play? And I'm like, coach? And she was just like, man, you'd be awesome as a coach. And just talking about, like, my energy, my knowledge of the game, just being around you know, players and being able to get the best out of them, whether it's, I don't know how it is. I don't know what it is that I do. Nobody can actually really pinpoint what it is that I do as a player or a player coach that I, I tend to get the best out of players or at least make them comfortable in their own skin to do out, go out and do what they do well. But um, obviously I'm here to, to, to spread light and, you know, help people any way I can. So if that's my path at some point when I put the ball down, then I will definitely, um, you know, look into that. I will definitely uh, take, a, take a moment and really consider that. Well, that's good. Thanks, Chris. We'll go over to Brady Clopper with SB Nation. Hey, Simona. Congrats and welcome back. Um, I'm – I'm wondering what an off season is like at this stage in your career. Are you, you know, still kind of trying to add new elements to your game or is it more about rehabbing your body so that you can stay as healthy as you did last season? What's, what have you been doing? What's your priority? Yeah, at this point in my career, what I got is what I'm, what I'm going to have for the remainder of my career. So it's not really, uh, much that I can, that I can add that people don't have already know. Like I didn't even know last year that I shot the top three point percentage. Like I just, you know, made plays and took the open shots, um, which is the part of my game as anyway, you know? Um, but it's mostly about rehabbing, make sure I'm in full strength, full health and getting ready for a season. Um, unlike any other, like the bubble last year, we played every other day. So I don't even think, uh, anybody was really prepared for that, but this year, you know, more than ever, um, my day starts at like 4.30 and I'm going through workout regimens and uh, really focusing on my lower body. As we all know, I've had knee issues over the years, so I just want to make sure that I'm strong enough and well enough to get through a season and, and able to help my team in any way. John W. Davis is insider. The West Coast morning to you. Morning, Mon. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I want to get your uh, opinion on this. So, you know, what's your outlook on how the Spark can actually do in this 2021 season? Because a lot of people are looking at this team and saying that they probably won't even make the playoffs. And then also, what's your role on the Spark in 2021? Well, um, I'll start with my role. My role is obviously what I've spoken about before. Um, just bringing knowledge and wisdom to the to the team uh, for how to compete, what a championship mindset. What what is that? You know how we can go about our business, being a perfect, uh, professionalism for the for the younger players. You know we have a great mix of young players and vet players. But um, you know going to your question or, or uh, about what the season will look like for the Sparks, we really don't know. Um, but what we do know is we have great young pieces. And I've only, I only know what you all know as far as like watching press conferences with, uh, Bria Holmes, Erica Willer, and Amanda Zawi And just from watching those press conferences, you can feel the passion, the determination, you know, the joy of just being in LA and having an opportunity to play here. 
And sometimes really that's all you, you need. You know, you need that hunger uh, from younger players that want to come out and out win and get better as an individual. And that's going to buy into your system. And collectively we move forward together as a team. What it looks what what it looks like we don't know, but every day that we step on that court, we're going to be better and we're going to push each other. And so that's a part of why I'm here. That's why Nick is the leader. That's why Christy Tolliver is here. Because we've been there, we've done that, and so we know what it feels like to win a championship. We've been through all of that, the hardships of not winning, and so we're able to pass on that knowledge and get after it every day, and hopefully bring out, like I said, the best in our teammates to finish wherever we know that. Preseason, you know, rankings come out, we won't be in the top. But I know for sure we won't be in the bottom because of what we have within us. We just have enough fight. And you can see it, you can hear it, you can feel it um, as we move forward. A lot of things you can't really factor in. I know as media, you look at stats and, and everything, but some things um, you just really can't. The, the, the heart, the determination, you can't really factor that into a stat sheet and how hard people go, you know, go after each other and how hard people compete every day uh, really um, distinguishes winning and losing a game. And so with that, I just I just think we're in a great place to just, like I say, build without having the spotlight on us. Well, other than the L.A. spotlight, but like the focus being on us and the expectations being really high, we can just kind of build every day behind the scenes. Go to Hugh Hopkins with Double Clutch UK. Okay, man. Congratulations, and uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, I wondered last year when you joined the team, um, you know, it was sort of considered a finals contender. Um, this year is a bit of a different situation, as you just sort of discussed. But, um, you know, personally, I th- I think you're going to be making the playoffs. But uh, how uh, how you. high how far do you think you can actually go with this group? We don't know. We're just going, like I said, we're going to get after it. Like every year in training camp, every team does the same thing. We're going to the championship. But some teams don't know how to do that. Some teams do know how to do it. Some teams, barring injuries and everything, it takes a lot. There's more that goes into um, winning than just the points that you put on the board. Like team chemistry is key. Being able to have that attitude that when things get hard, we don't fall apart, we fall together. You know, um, and so that's what we're looking forward to. We don't know. And we're not, you know, obviously our expectations are high for ourselves, but we can't just say, oh, we're going to finish first. And we're gonna finish. We don't know. And that's the beauty in the journey is just to let allow it to be whatever it is going to be. And when we look up after all this hard work we do and we take a breather and we take a breath and we look up the rear at the top and we're surprising people, then whoop, we still got more work to do. We put our head back down. We keep getting to work. But if not, we still got work to do. So no matter what, we're we're working toward whatever our individual goals and our collective goals as a team is. And for everybody's gonna be winning the championship, but every day we're gonna set goals for ourselves to get better to get better at something. Defensively, offensively, uh game plan, scheming side of OB, BOB, like the strategy of the game, we're gonna get better every day. And wherever that lands us, we're gonna make the best of that situation. Megan Hines with the swap report. Hi, Simone. Congratulations on your signing. I just want to ask, since you talked about getting into fashion um, as you're in later career, um, I know you did, like, the shoe surgeon school class. Um, is there anything in the work of you trying to make your own shoe um, down the line, or is it just as something for practice? 
it was both. I was I was practicing. I wanted to learn. As, as you may or may not know, like I'm a sneakerhead, so I have uh, too many shoes for for a person with only two feet. Right. So <laughs> I enjoyed the process of learning, of creating. Um, I'm a person that likes to to try new things, experiment, especially when it comes. Ultimately, it is what you said. I do want to design my own sneaker at some point, or possibly, you know, collaborate with a bigger brand to bring what's necessary to the market, uh, women's sneaker, the women's sneaker, uh, women's sneaker line to be able to give women in the W an opportunity to create their own sneakers someday and have a place to go to do that. And we can celebrate that as well. Um, has allowed the fans an opportunity to enjoy it and purchase, uh, customized sneakers for some of their favorite players. Megan, we will go over to David Yapkowitz with the next. Thanks, Ramon. Welcome back. Um, Thank you. you. know, you shot last year um, about 54% from three-point range, you know, second highest mark for your career. Um, you know, a lot of that was that small ball four. Um, you know, I'm just curious as, um, you know, what um, – just kind of how was that last season, you know, because, um, you know, you've primarily been a wing for much of your career, you know, um, playing kind of um, the four position there. And do you think that especially this season, you know, with Candace gone, that you might see some some time, a lot of time at, at the four position? I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know last year. I was, you know, whatever Coach Fisher needed, whatever he needed, that's what I was going to do. So if it was – Bringing the ball up to court, that's what I was going to do. If it was playing two to three to four, that, that's what I was going to do. And it landed on the four, being that, you know, certain players didn't come to the bubble, like the roster changed, and it worked out well. I was able to use my guard abilities and the fact that I'm a big guard to really be effect, effective and efficient at the four. And it could be the same this year, maybe in spurts or spots or maybe inside a year I'll be at the four. I have no idea, but um, – I've kind of prided myself on being the big guard and being able to be versatile and do certain things. Even early in my career, I would post up a little bit. I'll bring some of the bigger players that played the three out, you know, to the wing and use my speed to get by them. So this really is the only thing is the physical and the rebounding. Like as a guard, you don't rebound as much as a four and a five does. So you, you really have to get in the mindset of actually going to get the ball. And so that's just something that's a matter of, um, you know, like I said, practice and then switching the mindset of going to get the ball and, and being efficient in setting screens and doing what's necessary to, to put yourself and your teammates in a, in, in a, uh, in a great position. Thanks, David. We'll go over to Charles Hallman, the Minnesota spokesman. Good morning, Simone. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. Janelle's daughter's running and walking now. She's not talking yet, so she ain't said hello to me yet. But she put everything. <laughs> All right. Tell, her, tell them hello. I will. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm doing the same as you. Uh, a lot of questions have been asked about your off-season and things that come to L.A., so I won't bore you on that. But I do want to ask you about the reason or not that L.A. and other credit things are going to be a part of a partnership to combat racial and health inequities. I know you've been taking social justice and racial issues over your career and your life. Talk about that if you know about that, how you feel about continuing your work in that uh, on the court and off the court. Um, obviously, you know, the W and his players build, you know, their entire 2020 season around that. 
and to know that the Sparks have now partnered, um, you know, with a with a brand or a company that will continue those efforts, uh, it means a lot as a player. Obviously, you've been around uh, since, since 16 when we started our journey in uh, Minnesota with wearing the shirts and everything. So being able to use your voice and obviously have the support, you know, of an organization that, that will allow that to happen and that will amplify your voices um, as you move forward with your efforts, um, you know, it definitely means a lot. So with, I, I think it goes for me and everyone else, you know, we're thankful to be in a position of, of um you know, uh, an organization that allows this to to happen and that will um, basically create the change that we hope to see in our world and our society. Good to see you. I hope to see you later on this summer. All right. Thanks, Charles. We have time for just a couple more today. We'll go to Raymond Lyons with Nate for the W. Money Mom, what's up? Not much. Um, just wanted to piggyback on the shoe surgeon question from earlier. Uh, what was the what was the inspiration beside the Dijon and ones you made? The inspiration, uh, I said in a video. If you um, if you check on my uh, IG page, like I um, literally went to buy some shoes off for Nike sneakers and took an L like everyone else on some uh, on some dunks. And so I look. I had been looking into the, the shoe surgeon school. And I just decided at that moment, like, I, I got to stop procrastinating. Like, it's never going to happen if I don't, like, you know, go for it. And so I signed up. And I actually spoke to him prior to that. When we were in Chadsworth getting ready for the bubble, I did an interview with, with the shoe surgeon that we talked about. And I told him I was going to sign up for his December class. And when I got off of that interview with him, I signed up for that December class and then went in. And the inspiration was not getting the shoes on sneakers out, uh, that I create uh custom uh Christmas shoe in there but I think for me like I said before it was more the process going through everything from picking fabric to learning how to sew. I haven't sewed since like middle school so that was great to like pick that back up. It gave me an opportunity to to relive some things that I had prior to like picking up the ball and doing this for the last fifteen, sixteen years. So um, I think, you know, just for anybody that a lot of people after that was like, should I take the class? If you're interested in understanding sneakers, the business of it, or just designing, it is worth the money. It's worth the time. I think you should take it. And I think it will help you on your way because a lot of people have built their own personal sneaker brands um, in their own little communities and customization shops and stuff like that just based on going to the sneak to shoe certain sneaker school. So it's definitely a great opportunity for all you know, creatives, especially sneakerheads. Raymond, we'll go to Chris Camello with Nightcast Media. Hey, Simone, uh, congrats on the new deal. Chris Camello here from uh, Nightcast Media. I just wanted to talk about uh, look more on being a more of a vocal leader, especially with the departures of uh, Chelsea Gray and, and Candace Parker. Uh, is there any more you can do as far as, being, as far as vocal leader, like, you know, trying to pick up that slack that those who left behind? Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, it's two big losses, but, you know, <laughs> you got to step up when your opportunity presents itself. You got to step in. And though those are big shoes to fill, um, I've been preparing for this. I've done this before um, as far as being a vocal leader. It, it, it took me years to get to that point. I was always the leader that led by example. And obviously in my older age, the leading by example is only going to go so far. But, you know, words and the way that you um, – 
talk to people, communicate, it goes a long way in the effectiveness of that, um, being able to criticize and receive criticism, um, to, to get the best out of our team or helping players understand, especially collegiate players as terminologies and things like that change when you're in a professional ranks, what we do, defensive schemes and what that means and how that sounds or offensive uh, terminology as far as how you want to set certain screens and stuff like that. Like you can definitely, have, you know, me being in the league has heard every different terminology, basketball terminology you think of helping someone else that may have a problem with retaining plays and retaining certain information to just be that vocal leader and be in their ear all the time to help them, you know, continue to grow in that, in that process. We have time for just two more today. Um, we'll go to Michael Matthew with um, Good News Radio. Hey, what's up, Simone? It's Michael here from TGN Sports. Um, just question, a couple questions. Uh, with you being a legend for so long, um, you know, do you do you think about uh, yeah, legacy? I, I'm, I'm 31 years old, and I, I'm from LA. I've been hearing your name since. Like I was in high school, so it's just crazy. okay. Because uh, you almost heard me feel old. Oh, you was just like <laughs> for so long, like yeah, just like hearing the stories of you playing travel ball with you know the guys and everything. It's, it's big time. Uh, so, do you ever think about legacy and how, how you want to be remembered when it comes to uh, you and uh, the game of basketball? Um, nah, I just did the work, and I think like like you who can sit here and tell me about myself better than. I can probably tell you, um, that was the, that, that was me. That was, that's my legacy. Like, for you to be able to tell me all of my history, my stories, hearing about playing against guys and this and that, like, I've always prided myself on my work and putting that out there. Like, I never sat down and thought, like, oh, I want people to think this, 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 and that of me. And I wanted them to celebrate me. Like, I never did this for celebration. I did this because I enjoyed it. I had fun. I was passionate about it. And, I at some point realized that I was pretty goddamn good at it, and so I continued to um, to pursue it. But I never thought about legacy. I, I figured the people that got the chance to watch me or play against me, you know, or, you know, compete against me would would determine what my legacy was because of the, the respect that they had for me and you know the admiration that they had for me. So. You all set the, the standards for what my legacy was because my work is already done. I'm fulfilled with everything that I was able to do, you know, as a player, as a, as a competitor. You won uh, with Miriam Swamp and LA Daily News. Hey, Mon, just one more for you. I wanted to ask about NECA. Um, obviously, last year was like such a big year for her, not just on the court, but off the court. Um, and now this year with the you know, changing makeup of the team, how is her role changing in LA, and, and what do you expect from her? Um, I mean, she's like I said, she's stepping into some big shoes. But Nick has been here. Um, she's been one of the leaders of this team. Uh, she was the MVP just a few years ago. Um, so, you know, I think now more than ever, she's in the spotlight, and everyone's looking at her uh, to lead this team. And she's over-qualified and capable of doing so as we can look back at her track record of her basketball career and the things that she was able to do at Stanford, which I didn't know until USA Basketball trip that she went undefeated, you know, what, for three, four years at, at Stanford on their home court or whatever, which is ridiculous, but um, that just goes to show what type of player she is and what type of leader she is. And so with that, 
I, I think it's going to be more of the same, but just amplify it. Like, she knows it's her time. And so uh, she'll, you know, gracefully step into this position and be the sparks and build on, on new beginnings that, that we're now looking forward to.